Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And I'm really excited to share that I'm getting a number of emails from nonprofits requesting to be a guest on the show to the point where it's really hard to keep up. But that's that's a great thing because it means that people are enjoying learning about new and exciting things that are going on in southeastern Wisconsin in the area of philanthropy, and they want to get in on the action. I love it. I think it's wonderful that what we share on the show is being shared with others, and it has the potential to have a major impact on someone's life, and that's where it really gets good. So if you have a message to share with the community on how your nonprofit is making a difference for someone uh, or a group of people, then contact me, and we'll see about getting you a guest appearance on the show. So does the song Kumbaya, or if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, does that resonate with anybody? I remember warm summer nights sitting around a campfire singing campfire songs after a long day of outdoor activities and then snuggling in my sleeping bag in a tent or a cabin. Ooh, those summer camp was one of the many highlights for me as a kid. Many of you probably have your own fond memories of summer camp. And with summer quickly approaching, parents scramble to find engaging activities for their kids to be involved in. And many times summer camp is on the top of the list as their go-to. So today we're going to learn about two summer camps that have somewhat of a twist. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Exciting. My first guests today are Deb Paschke and Neil Willinson from Camp Hometown Heroes. Welcome to the show, Deb and Neil. So good to be here. Thank you to EIG for allowing nonprofits to share our missions. We're always looking for outreach. But you did forget one song, Baby Shark. Oh, I mean, that's like oh, a viral no. rage right now. I yeah. don't know that one. You don't want to know it. That's oh, okay. okay. That's I okay. have certain ones that resonate in my head yeah. from, from when I was in camp, but that's not Just one Google that I know. it. You'll, oh, okay. you'll learn yeah, more. Yeah, it's great sure. to be here. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here, and we're excited to learn all about Camp Hometown Heroes. You know, I watched the video that you have on your website, and oh my goodness, I, I challenge anyone to get through that without at least one Kleenex handy. So moving, so inspirational. Why don't you guys share with us what the inspiration was to start Camp Hometown Heroes? The founder of our organization's Hometown Heroes is Jim Kazmarek, who's the president of a family of companies in Grafton called Capco. And he really has a heart for the service members, for men and women in uniform. And after 9-11, he organized a community event to recognize the first responders uh, in 9-11. And 8,000 people showed up at the Izaki County Fairgrounds. He raised a lot of money uh, mm -hmm. to buy fire engines and other equipment for the first responders in Izaki County. So this has always been something that's been important to him. I started working with Jim in 2008 full-time at Capco in community relations, similar position to what you have, Jill, mm -hmm. and uh, we had a camping background working with children with HIV. I, I ran a camp called Camp Heartland for nearly 20 years, so I knew the power of camping. Jim approached me and said, let's do something for military kids. So it was sort of a no-brainer after we learned there was a lot of kids that had quietly but very painfully lost a loved one who served in the military. I said, Jim, how about a camp for these kids? We'll do a one-week one program, a one-time program. He said, go for it, and Camp Hometown Heroes was, was ultimately born. Wow, that's that's awesome. And it's we're going to learn a little bit later about some of the history, too, and how long it's been around. But um, share with me, Deb, uh, and actually Neil, too, I'm curious, why are you guys so passionate about it? You know, Neil, you said that you were involved in, in camping, so obviously that's the connection there. But um, just, as you said, just the idea that um, the vets, you realize how important it is to the kids. 
Yeah. There's, I really have two two reasons. One is quite personal, is that my, my mom lost her own mother when she was seven years old of breast cancer. My mom's in her late 70s, and on balance has had a happy life. But she told me, I, I took her to lunch last week. She said, you know, Neil, not a day goes by that I don't think about my mom and the void that I had in my life. Mm. Because back in the day, there was not grief counseling. There was yeah. no summer camps. If, you're, if your parent died of cancer, it was whispered. There was secrecy involved. There was no support. She was kind of moved from family member to family member. And it took her many, many years to kind of climb out of that, uh, out of that grief. And then learning how many children are affected by this loss, military children who not only sacrificed when mom, dad, brother, or sister was deployed, daddy-daughter dances were missed, and yeah. soccer games and school plays. There's a lot of sacrifice just for children who have a, a living deployed loved one. But for these children and thousands of them, mom, dad, brother, sister never came home. And I felt like Republican, Democrat, left, right, we have an obligation as a society to make sure the children who paid an ultimate huge sacrifice for the freedom that we enjoy, that we make sure that, that, that they have a place to grieve and, and heal. And that was really the personal impetus for being one of the founders of, of Camp Hometown Heroes. Mm. These children, you, well, these children really didn't have anything to say about what happened to them. Yeah. Um, they were kind of Drafted, you know, and it changed the, the course of the rest of their lives. So when they come to us, they get a chance to be with kids who automatically understand them. They ju- it's just kind of like their hearts talk to each other and they make lifelong friendships. They realize they're not the only one. And sometimes camp is the only time they get a chance to really let out how they feel. Some of these kids, they don't want to show their grief in front of mom. She has her own grief. Mm-hmm. So they hold it in. And the very first year of camp, we had a young man who he said, before he came, he said, okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to be strong. Well, as you saw in our documentary, at the end of it, we have an honor ceremony and we have what I call a mountain of grief. Mm-hmm. These kids just let it out. Yeah. And the next morning, one of the teen girls said, oh, that was like the hardest thing I've ever gone through. She said, but it was the best thing that I've ever gone through. Cause very cathartic, I got, I'm very sure. Very cathartic. Yeah, yeah. And this young man who said, no, I'm not going to cry, he was one of the ones who said, you can hear his voice say, I didn't want to let him go, yeah. which just breaks your heart. And when his mom saw that, she said, you don't understand what you've done, not just for him, but for me, for, for our whole family. Because I used to be doing well to get up in the morning put him on the school bus and go back to bed for the rest of the day and then i would get him off the school bus and we'd have dinner and we'd start all over the next day after camp hometown heroes and after his breakthrough you changed the course of our lives and they are they became our representatives they became national representatives for the concept these kids just they need this. It really changes their lives, and it's really a magical place. It was surprising to me, Jill. Um, when I was working with children with AIDS, the secrecy and stigma was not surprising. There was a lot of discrimination. But when we started working with, with military kids, I was actually surprised to learn how much isolation they face. Yeah. But when you think about it, it makes sense. When, when let's say, dad dies, they used to have to move off the base within weeks. So they lost their father their church, their school, their friends, their community. And what Camp Hometown Heroes does is it restores a little bit of that community, as Deb said, with kids who truly understand. Really, for the first time, they might be able to say, oh, I lost my father 
you did too, me too, you know, and, and they have that sad common bond. Uh, the family that, that Deb was talking about, you know, I have a quote, which I'll, I'll just read. It's directly from, from one of the women. She said, just wanted to let you know that after an hour of returning home, my son received a message from one of the other campers. He was so touched by that that he actually sat down by me and he cried. He cried for two hours, which he has not mm-hmm. been able to do since the death of his father. I have both the boys in counseling and have had them there for fo- four years This is the first time we've had any kind of breakthrough. He informed me that he finally cried at camp as well. He believes that now we will be able to move forward as God intended. OMG, I cannot believe this is happening. What a miracle this camp has been. Oh, that speaks for itself, right? It's an honor. It's an honor and a privilege to do it. Yeah. And in in the video, I remember seeing a young man talk about how he would be bullied at school if he started crying. And again, you don't think that that kind of stuff happens, but unfortunately it does. It's, it's very sad, but to understand that, you know, these kids are going through something that um, other kids, like you said, would understand um, at, at camp. So take us through what a day looks like. You know, what, what is this, what is a schedule? What would a typical schedule look like at Camp Hometown Heroes? I think a visitor to our camp would see the same things you see at most other summer camps, from swimming, from a, a great river for canoeing, fishing, arts and crafts, a 175-foot slip and slide. That's all important. But more important is what you see upon a closer look, and that's the grief support that our friends from Children's Grief Connection, a small Minnesota nonprofit, they're national pediatric grief experts. They bring a team of people in, and during mealtimes, there's optional art therapy activities, there's discussion groups, there's music therapy through a choir program. There's a lot of things that a visitor would have to look a little deeper to see, but probably the most important part of the programs are those healing uh, opportunities that we provide. Deb talked about the honor ceremony, which is a candlelight program where the kids can write the name or a message to their loved one on a cup and they can float it in the pool. And you see, you know, more than a hundred lights. We do a balloon release where the children can write the name of their loved one on a biodegradable balloon. And all of those are released at the same time. And one of the young men said for him, that was a physical release of mm-hmm. of the grief. Yeah. He physically let go of this balloon and had it sail up in his mind to heaven and and it really healed him a little bit. And, and so we do a lot of those activities, but it's a very typical camp schedule and then we augment it with this really important grief activities as well. And I saw on the video where um it was a group of I'm guessing 14, 15 year old boys that got together and they they were instructed to write down their biggest fear on a piece of paper. And after they did that, they walked over to the bonfire and they just um, released the uh, their their fears that they wrote on the paper. Yeah. And I mean, it was just very. You see them crying, you see them embracing each other, and it's just it's just really something. I think sometimes people underestimate the value of camp because they do hear summer camp and they think, oh, just marshmallows and s'mores and pillow fights. If and we, there is all that, like absolutely, you said. Yeah. A- absolutely. But we just happen to do this life-changing, transformative healing work. It just happens to be in a beautiful wooded setting. That's what gets the kids there. But once they're there, we really work with them on coping and resiliency and, and helping them heal long-term. Well, that's, that's part of the next question I'm curious about. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the issues that your campers face that maybe – Maybe that doesn't come up in a typical summer camp setting. Well, no. When they do the grief counseling, they get a chance to just talk with each other. There's a the art therapy brings things out that the children would not normally necessarily talk about. We don't get in their faces and say, "Okay, now it's time to cry. Now it's time to be sad." 
but it they are so comfortable they just sometimes these things come out they don't even expect and another camper or one of the grief counselors will just give them a chance to talk and listen mm. yeah yeah it's it's really something actually there's a statistic that says since 911 over 7000 kids have lost a parent or a loved one who served in the US military uh, actually, we're asking you to stay tuned to learn how Camp Hometown Heroes reaches out to get campers involved. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Deb Paschke and Neil Willinson from Camp Hometown Heroes. In your website video, one of your founders said, Our soldiers have made the ultimate sacrifice, but in their last moments on earth, they aren't looking for a thank you. They're saying, take care of my spouse. Take care of my children. We owe it to them. Again, over 5,000 kids since 9-11 have lost a parent or a loved one who served in the U.S. military. Just hearing how these kids are trying to cope or not is very sad. Um, where do the campers come from? We're they, a na- yeah, national program. Yeah, we are a national program. This year, I think we're going to have, we've been lucky enough to grow from one week to two weeks. We'll probably have about 200 campers, and they're going to come from about 40 different states. And that's one of the things that I think is so important is that they are from all over the country, but when they come to camp, they are a camp family. And they come back year after year. They're so excited to see each other, but they keep contact through the rest of the year, too. And another thing that's so important to know is that the number that you gave is more killed in action. But we expanded our program more than a lot of um, normal entities that take care of these kids in that we also want the kids to come to us who may have lost uh, a parent or a sibling through an accident, an illness, or a suicide. And the suicide especially is getting to be a higher number. I mean, it's, 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 it's very, I, I can't take it because it's just so sad that these yeah. kids have to deal with it. Like Neil said, the deployments, you know, multiple deployments, and then they just never know if that person's even going to be coming back. And sometimes mom or dad comes back a little bit different too. Right. Um, You know, uh, uh, just very emotionally different. And so although physically they get their mom or dad back, the the year or two before the suicide, maybe they're uh, very different in how they act. And so there's just a lot of conflicting emotions these kids have. There's no doubt about it. I imagine. Um, What about the counselors? Now, my daughter was a camp counselor for a local summer camp a couple of years ago and she loved it but i imagine your counselors have to be equipped to deal with certain things yes there I mean, are there are the amazing people and i would say you know i've run camps for my career for for nearly three decades this is a unique staff we have people in their 70s who may be military veterans and from the american legion and we have 18 year olds which is our our minimum age and it's a beautiful mosaic of of people that come out to volunteer for a week or they work for us all summer long and they help other kids and other camps who uh, with children facing trauma. But the commonality is not necessarily a military background. It's a desire to help kids that have faced trauma. In this case, it's the trauma of grief and loss. And they're just great people. Some are the ones that stand on chairs and sing those camp songs. <laughs> and some are more of the comforters that, that are okay. really good with art therapy. 
but it's a beautiful mosaic of volunteers that come together to really provide a healing experience. That's a great way to say it. I think it's, yeah, and and I think that's one of the important things is that you're going to have some of the maybe really young kids who gravitate towards someone who might be like an aunt or, you know, or even a grandmotherly figure. But the one thing I will say about these people is they come back year after year, and these are volunteers. Mm -hmm. They give up vacation. They they come to us from all over the country. Well, they they can wouldn't see miss the impact it and how totally. awesome it is. Well, tell us about your facility. You know, first of all, where is it? We have a beautiful facility. Uh, the YMCA had uh, two camps uh, here, and uh, they shed one of the assets for financial reasons. But they have a beautiful camp, Camp Minicani. But they had a former camp called Camp Matawa, and it was shuttered for a couple of years. We had been renting it. And uh, not only did we take over the camp, but we took the, the former camp director, Andrew Gappa, who leads our <laughs> programs, and we've re- rebranded the facility. It's a beautiful DNR facility. It's called Churning Rivers, and it's north of West Bend. And it's, it's over 100 acres uh, of Kettle Moraine Forest, and it's got a dining hall and medical facilities and eight cabin buildings, air-conditioned, comfortable mm-hmm. cabins, but still rustic enough that y- you feel like you're in, in the wilderness. And it's been a real blessing for us to have the DNR provide us this incredible camp for, for the next 15 years to come. I the, would imagine. The nice. kids really look at it as a home. They look at camp as a family, and our camp is their home. We had to give it up for a year, and when I was able to announce that we got to go back, one of the campers said, oh, my God, this is the best day of my life. They mm. just, it means so much to them. Yeah, one of the, one of the volunteers said that uh, she and another, her husband, were picking up a camper, from the airport and as they got to close to the camp this teenager he literally was shaking because he was just so excited he could not physically contain mm. this feeling of returning home and, and can you and, imagine as a parent how exciting that is yeah. you know yeah. and just very comforting um you're national in scope right so yeah. what feedback do you get from other parts of the country uh, i let me put it this way the very first year we started this we did have to go out and look for people because we weren't you know, as well known. We weren't well known at all. We were just starting out. After that, we haven't had to. The the Gold Star um, family community is very close, and they just share the information, and they just rave about the camp. Their kid, they see the, the impact it has on their kids, and they tell the rest of the moms, you need to send your kid to this camp if you can get them in. So we, word of mouth is, totally, uh, has really worked for totally. you guys. It was actually hard to find kids the first year also because, again, once they move off the base, there's not that many military mm-hmm. entities or government entities that keep up with these kids. Oh, so we okay. posted on Facebook. We found memorial sites on Facebook, and I literally would drop in. I'd say, sorry for the intrusion and sorry for your loss, but we're operating this camp. And, you know, three out of four times, the family would say, oh, we're very interested. Mm-hmm. Now, now, unfortunately, we have the sad problem of, of having to turn away some kids. We do have a waiting list. Wow. Well, well the camp is free to, yeah, totally. to kids who so desperately need it. But so, so where do you get your support? Our major fundraiser is the Grand Slam Charity Jam, which is in the spring in Milwaukee. Um, we raised... This year, 140? Uh, yeah, over $140,000 net net oh income. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, wow. After yeah, all expenses. Congratulations. And Thanks. that's done with volunteers. And then we, uh, 
a lot of grant writing. Foundations support us. Thousands individuals. of individuals. Oh, thousands across the country. Legions, veteran yeah. organizations. Yeah, we're very, very lucky to have the support we do. Yeah, really try to be cost efficient, too. There's only two staff members. Right. De- Deb, who does outreach. I work for Capco and sort of am loaned to the organization. And Andrew Gappa, who is our camp director and, and lives and works at the facility. So it's a very lean organization, to be sure. Okay. So if somebody is hearing this interview and they want to get involved somehow, how what do they do? They can go to our website. Um, there is an email. I get all of the outreach. So it could be info at Hometown Heroes. It could be heroes at Hometown Heroes or just, you know, just reach out to us. I, I accept volunteers. I accept cash donations. I accept in-kind donations. I accept anybody who wants to be involved because I know that they have a heart for what we're doing. Hometownheroes.org. And part of our mission, equal part of our mission is giving young people and people of all ages, meaningful opportunities to volunteer. And having the Turning Rivers facility allows us to do that. Last summer, I'm told we had over 500 volunteers help out at some point, mm, whether it's washing wonderful. dishes, helping out. And so uh, volunteer groups from Coles to Direct Supply, there's so many banks that bring up people. Mm. Hometownheroes.org is a great way to, to sign up to volunteer. Well, I would uh, recommend that uh, our listeners do that. There is so much there to learn, and it's a wonderful organization. So please uh, Please reach out and learn more about Camp Hometown Heroes. Um, it's actually a, a camp with a very focused outreach, which has been a, a very big blessing to so many kids. Uh, stay tuned to learn about a camp that is also a very big blessing, but to a much wider audience. Stay tuned to hear how this camp has something for everyone. We'll be right back after a short break. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and my next guest today is Jason Arndt from Camp Timberlee out in East Troy. Thank you for joining me today, Jason. Hi, Jill. Thank you for having us out today, and uh, thank you very much to the EIG group and uh, allowing us to come out and talk about Timberley a little bit. Well, we're excited to learn more. So Camp Timberley has so much to offer. I was on your website. Oh, my gosh. You have <laughs> classic summer camp. You mm-hmm. have specialty camps for leadership, music, sports, science, more, uh, lots more. You have adventure camps with road trips. You have school programs. Like your tagline says, there's something for everyone. So... Did you go to Camp Timberley as a kid, or do you have a special memory of an experience you had at summer camp that drives your passion for Camp Timberley? Yes, I do. Actually, I was a, a camper growing up uh, at Timberley and had a great time there. I uh, was there all throughout elementary school and junior high. Made some great friends, uh, a lot of good memories, and just a wonderful time there. And that definitely is a big part of my passion. Uh, I was the recipient of great staff that cared very much for me, and at some point, I was old enough to start being one of those people for campers as as well, and I had a great time on summer staff, and then eventually led to a full-time position. And Mm. so uh, I've seen camp change lives. I've seen it be a place where uh, people come in lonely and they go out changed uh, because of the people they're with. Uh, It's been a fantastic experience watching community, the power of community. uh, And Timberley being a Christian camp, a big part of what we do there is what does it look like to go to chapel? And what does it look like to wrestle with questions that maybe you don't have a chance to to wrestle with all the time? Mm. Uh, And so taking a step away from life, uh, you know, I made some major decisions in my own faith at camp. And so that allowed me to uh, allow others to 
take those opportunities as well. And we talked uh, before the segment, I was saying how these camps are different. They're not a typical summer camp. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Hometown Heroes, they're working with kids who have lost uh, a parent or a loved one. Uh, In this case, it's a wider audience, but it has a, a focus where kids can experience God out in nature. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before we talk about some of the camp options, first give us a little history lesson here. I, un- I understand the camp got started back in 1947 in Williams Bay, Wisconsin. Absolutely, so yeah. Just specifically so kids can have an encounter with God out in yeah. nature. But where is Camp Timberley located today? Well, in 1972, uh, we moved properties. Uh, we moved up to East Troy, uh, which is in the northern part of Walworth County. And uh, we now have about 600 acres. Uh, Willoughby was the name of the camp down in Williams Bay. Much smaller. Uh, we outgrew the facility, and uh, it was a pretty cool story to look at how we moved from one place to another and have grown into that space. Uh, we've got a beautiful lake um, that we have access to, uh, wonderful trails. We've got a ranch, uh, a lot of fun stuff with the horses and just activities that have grown up there. Over the years, there's been many people that have had their hands in the ministry. Uh, they have held on to it for a little bit, and they've done a wonderful job uh, stewarding what we had. We've been able to build off of uh, that initial property and grow buildings and grow programs, and it's fun to be one of those people now that gets to, to drive that for a little bit until we hand that off to the next next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so half the fun of camp is seeing life change generationally uh, and knowing that you know my own personal grandparents were part of the moving and the founding of, of oh Timberlake. Oh, my goodness. And so what That's does that cool. look like, and how does that play into the roles now? So even with generations now, campers – uh, that are coming in, their parents were staffed with me on summer staff not too long ago. Um, and so in the camp world, generations go pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and so what was summer staff is now a camp parent and then continues on from there. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So you have your own journey through going as a kid and then Absolutely. getting involved as a counselor and now having a leadership role. And Absolutely. And my kids were campers last summer. So it's kind of a fun oh, okay. full circle. You have kids? I have three kids. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I didn't think you were old enough to have kids. Well, I appreciate that. That's good. (laughs) So there's really lots to offer at Camp Timberley, but today you want to talk specifically about Impact Camp. So talk to us. What is Impact Camp? Well, as you mentioned, camp uh, has a lot to do. Uh, We've got a lot of fun, and traditionally during the summer, our camps run from Sunday to Saturday, so it's a one-week-long camp, and uh, it's individuals that come to camp. Impact Camp is different. Uh, Impact Camp is one week that we have set aside to work with ministries that are coming out of the city uh, or distressed communities to come bring their kids up to camp and experience Timberly that normally wouldn't have a chance to experience Timberly. Uh, It's a week-long opportunity uh, where they're getting away from uh, camp. It always allows us to get away from the normal life. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the technology. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But for the kids that are coming for impact camp, it's a little bit different what they're getting away from. Uh, And so it might be more of a hardship. It might be more of a financial crisis. It might be uh, just a hard, rough situation that they're coming out of that they wouldn't normally get a chance to get away. Uh, so this time has been set apart uh, to partner with those ministries, to partner with those nonprofits, and to, to give an opportunity to those kids to be at camp. So those are that's the target audience. Absolutely. Is, okay. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the requirements of the potential ministry partners? So a big part of what Timberly wants to do is we want to create engaging engaging communities where each young person encounters Christ through a dynamic camp experience. And so a big part of that is that engaging community. So we want to partner with people that are already engaged in their community. Uh, and so taking that group of kids that they're already working with, they come to camp. Uh, they already have the relationships built up. 
they're able to continue to build with that, and then when they go back, it allows them to grow. So we want to have chaperones. We want to have people that already know their kids. We ask for a 7-to-1 ratio, seven campers, one adult. Uh, We also want to make sure that everyone's had a clear background check and certificate of insurance, all that stuff. That They are a 501c3. It helps out immensely. Uh, We want to partner with these organizations so that when they come to camp, they can focus solely on being with their kids. Uh, It's not logistics. It's not about moving from A to B. It's about coming and hanging out with kids and having a great time. Uh, We'll ask also for uh, health forms. And a simple payment, only ninety bucks uh, for per kid for the full week of camp. So, so what's what's included in that ninety dollars? So cost? we've got chapel twice a day. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun at chapel. We don't sit still. It's not like your traditional uh, church service. So we have an outdoor amphitheater, a uh, lot of a m- lot of music, a lot of dancing, uh, a lot of teaching. That's fun, exciting. It's relevant to our lives. Uh, we have. Like I mentioned before, 600 acres, so not just hiking and not just being in creation, but activities all around camp. So the craft shop and the leather shop. We've got a climbing tower. We have, uh, I mentioned the horses before, we're 40 horses. Uh, Just a lot of fun in our science education center uh, where there's tons of animals, uh, some that are scaly, some that are furry. (laughs) Uh, The kids love hanging out with them and having a good time. Um, In addition to that, we've got the lake, like I mentioned, water slides, a blob, canoeing. um, A a what? A blob. A blob? What's a blob? A blob is a big air pillow uh and you have one oh, person yeah, okay. that's on on a uh, platform that's above the blob one person sitting on the far end and when they jump onto the blob it propels the the person on the end up in the air into the water so i want to come that it is a lot of fun. Like fun and for those that are worried there are life jackets that we wear for the blob and make sure that everyone's uh having a good time at the waterfront with lifeguards and all the safety stuff there so <laughs> so when does this camp take place this traditionally takes place the first week of july so Impact okay. Camp will be here, uh, and it's a five-day experience from Sunday to Friday. Uh, we actually are offering a new thing this year, and that for groups that can't get away for the full week, if they want an only three-day experience, uh, they can come from Sunday to Wednesday. That way they can get home before the 4th of July and all the fun stuff that goes along there. Oh, so okay. all that information can be found on our website, and they can call our office if they want to have any details. There's a price reduction for that as well, and that's uh, $54 for only the three day versus the five day. Okay. So, well, as I said at the beginning of the segment, there's something at Camp Timberly for everyone. Absolutely. So it says on your website as well. So we're going to actually dive into that. So stay tuned to hear about all the other fun stuff that's going on at Camp Timberly. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And Jason Arndt from Camp Timberley is joining me in the studio today. So lots of different types of camp experiences available for kids and families, too. So talk to us now about what else goes on at Camp Timberly beyond the impact camp. Well, all summer we have our summer camp experience. Uh, we will start uh, mid-June, and we run all the way through the, the second week of August with our traditional classic camp, summer camp experience. Uh, in that, we have plenty of different specialty camps that we offer uh, some of them are more geared towards leadership development, some are more action sports, uh, music and science camps, a little bit of everything for everybody. The way that we are set up, our classic camp experience involves the leather shop, the craft shop, all the meals, uh, swimming every day, 
potential horseback riding if they want to start signing up for those types of activities. We have a zip line, uh, the high ropes course, all the fun stuff there. Kind of your typical archery as well, uh, typical camp experience. And do you guys go off-site for anything? We do go off-site. We have adventure camps that take kids mountain biking. Uh, We will also go whitewater rafting and rock climbing. We spend a lot of time at Devil's Lake uh, and up north in the northern part of the state. And are those also week-long programs? Yes, most of those are Sunday to Saturday. There are a couple that are a little bit longer uh, if they're going to a little bit farther location. Okay. What about um, schools? Can they tap into what you got going on, all that good stuff out there at Camp Timberley? Absolutely. Uh, we partner with schools for most of the spring and most of the fall. Uh, summertime, not so much, but definitely in the spring and the fall. We have a, a large outdoor education program where the schools partner with us, and we they come in. We provide all the classes and the instructors, uh, and again, the meals, all that stuff is taken care of. And they're able to take their campers, uh, their students, we call them campers, uh, <laughs> through the program and have a lot of fun. Nice. What about uh, building their own retreat? That yes. something I saw on, on the website, which sounds kind of neat, where yeah. you can have either a you know, youth group or families even, or Absolutely. special interest groups coming in. Yeah, we work with a lot of churches and a lot of organizations that are similar. Uh, they want to come and rent the, rent the facility. And so they can, if they want to have a meeting, that's totally fine. They can just come on up and rent rooms. Or if they want to be engaged and having a lot of fun with the activities, we'll set that up as well. Uh, We offer a large uh, opportunities of um, activities, including uh, the, the ones I mentioned before. But, yeah, outside, inside, whatever you'd like to do. And again, if people are interested, all this stuff's on your website, right? Yep. As far as setting up and choosing the camps and times and dates Absolutely. and all that stuff. Absolutely. Okay. And we're going to ask for that again at the yeah. end, too. We'll just plug so that we can, away. Yeah, yes. exactly. So, okay, now's the time that folks are looking at uh, summertime options for their kids. And so, what sets Camp Timberly apart from the other camps that are out there? Yeah, uh, there's a million camps, uh, and, and everyone kind of has their own little niche in what they are looking to do. Uh, Timberley's mission is, as I mentioned before, we want to create engaging communities where each young person encounters Christ through a dynamic camp experience. And so really what that looks like is building a place and providing a place for kids to come, in, in particular in the summertime, as individuals coming to a cabin experience meeting their friends. We run about six to one, eight to one, depending upon uh, the week. Uh, That community comes together. They make the friendships. They have a great time. That becomes that engaging community piece in hopes that uh, maybe they have an opportunity to wrestle with some of the questions that they've had. Uh, Maybe they are pretty shy and they're just looking to make friends. We're going to have plenty of opportunity for the kids to come together and have a lot of fun there. Uh, So we want to create engaging communities where each person encounters Christ. And so we have chapel twice a day. Um, and chapel is not the only time that we talk about God. We try to work that in throughout everything that we do. Uh, it's not just uh, turning it on, turning it off, but we go, hey, we're going to experience creation. And we're going to be walking around and hiking uh, many classes that we offer in our science education center. I'll point back to creation. What does that look like? Um, and so for campers to get the opportunity to wrestle again with some things that maybe they haven't had the opportunity to do, ask questions uh, that they've been wrestling with, but, you know, they're not, not sure where to go for that. And a great way to experience God is Absolutely. Out, out in nature and having quiet time and yeah. just looking at all the wonderful ways that we're blessed, right? And one of the most popular activities that our, our campers sent up for is the hammocks. They just grab the hammocks and they go together as a group and they hang out together. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun. So we spend a lot of time putting together fun activities. But we talk about this last part of our, uh, our mission 
is the dynamic camp experience. And so this idea of dynamic, meaning there's fast, there's slow, there's loud, there's soft. And so throughout the week of of Timberley, they're going to have an opportunity to do all of that. And so sometimes they're going to be running through the fields and having a great time playing camp-wide games. Other times it's the hammocks and they're hanging out and mm-hmm. uh, they're enjoying their time out on the water. Uh, they're canoeing with their counselor. They're having a great time there. Do you take their technology away? Uh, well, one of the beautiful <laughs> things about where we're located is that we don't have great cell coverage. And oh, so, score. Yay. So even if they do smuggle <laughs> them in, uh, they don't always, it doesn't always work. So, no, we do ask that the campers leave uh, all that fun stuff at home. Again, there's nothing wrong with it, but we just, part of what makes camp special is getting away from the everyday exactly. life. Yeah, and every pla- everything has its place, right? Absolutely. Uh, camp Timberlee is open year-round, I understand, right? We are. We are open up year-round, and there's almost always something going on. Someone's coming or going, uh, and so we're preparing for always next groups. Uh, at this point in the spring, we're preparing everything for our school groups that are going to be here for the spring out to red season, uh, and then we'll say goodbye to them, and we gear up for our summer staff that arrive, and we'll run through two weeks of training, and then we'll run through eight weeks of summer camp. Again, we'll kind of retool and get ready uh, for the fall, and then we have more school groups that are coming, and uh, we have a wonderful time in the fall with them. Wintertime, we tend to work with churches on the weekends, winter retreats, and we've got rental groups that pop in all throughout the rest of the calendar year. Nice. Very nice. Well, I assume that since you're a nonprofit, you fundraise, right? Yes. What, yes. Are, <laughs> what are some ways that you fundraise, and, and how can people get involved? Well, we have uh, a part of Timberley is called the Friends of Timberley. And so what we look at is at different opportunities for the, the friends to get uh, involved, whether that be physically. We have a couple work days that happen throughout the year, usually in the spring and then again in the fall. We'll have a roof-a-thon that we put on. Uh, we also will have a golf outing that happens in July. Uh, and that golf outing is used to, to raise um, financial support that goes back into impact camp. Um, and there's plenty of other ways that we have uh, weekly volunteers that come up to the camp and help out with maintenance. Uh, there's lots of other groups that come up, and uh, whether it's projects that we have buildings or uh, whether it's uh, raking and just taking care of all the, the little stuff or some bigger projects that we're trying to get done. Uh, we're always looking for, for new friends. Uh, and some of those friends of Timberley are former campers or former staff or just people that love to hang out and uh, enjoy what we're doing. Do you ever have parents say, <laughs> I'll volunteer, I'll work in the candy shop, or I'll just be a fly on the wall, I'll clean up in the cafeteria or whatever so that they could be there when their kid is there? We, or do, uh, they, do you say no, no, no? We, we, we say no, no, no to that, okay. but we do have plenty of parents <laughs> that go, hey, when can I go to camp uh, and you know leave my kid at home? And so <laughs> I understand how that works. Uh, but it's sometimes... Uh, there are some parents that are able to send all their kids to camp the same week, and then they get a chance to be, uh, you know, on a mini vacation, just even staying at home. Uh, so that happens from time to time. Okay. Sponsorships. Um, you know, let's say there's a, a company out there that wants to sponsor in some way or, or yeah. volunteer in some way. Reach out to us at Camp Tim, or at uh, Timberlee, again, uh, timber-lee.com. We'll keep saying that. Uh, otherwise, give us a call at 262-642-7345, and we'd love to get you connected with our advancement department, and they would love to be able to partner there. Uh, as I mentioned before, the golf outing, uh, we're always looking for whole sponsors and foursomes that are going to come out and play. Okay. And so there's a great opportunity there that's coming up in just a couple months. What about if a company wants to get away for a winter um, I don't know, sometimes these companies have just getaway excursions or seminars, you know, off-site. Is that something that yeah, you give can our use office the facility a call. during the winter specifically? That's when you have Yeah, openings. during during the week we don't have a lot of uh, 
a lot of things going on. Like I said, the weekends tend to be the weekend retreats during the weeks, so though it's, it's pretty quiet. Um, so we do have a lot of availability during that time of the year. Uh, but, yeah, so give us a call, and we'd love to, to work that out. Okay. And the other thing that people can do, because it doesn't cost a dime, is uh, prayer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, we have a weekly email that goes out uh, for prayer requests, or actually monthly, I'm sorry, monthly email that goes out uh, just listing off how you can be engaging with prayer with us. And, uh, you know, you don't need to have the email to do that, but, you know, there are some specifics that we put out there um, so that you can join us, yeah, and partner with us that way. So if people want to sign up, um, again, you had said that the you have a pretty feature-rich website, um, people can just go there and get all this information. Again, there's never enough time to be able to share everything that we want to, to share with, uh, mm-hmm. all the good stuff that an organization has to share, but just know that you can go online, uh, and look at all the different camp options that they have, and you can actually do the signing up online mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. register take- and take care of all the, the needs there. And yeah. That'd be great. Okay. So contact information and websites one more time before we let you go here, Absolutely. Timber-Lee.com. Again, T-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-E. And uh, the phone number is 262-642-7345. And uh, any questions? Do you have a Facebook page? We do. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Yeah, come check us out on social media. FB and IG. There we go. There we go. Okay. So wonderful. Well, again, lots of great things to check out at Camp Timber Lee. Uh, just reach out to Jason or just give them a call and give our, our office staff is fantastic and they love to direct your calls in any direction that they need to go. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you very much, Jason. Thank um, you, Jill. Appreciate the, pre, uh, the opportunity to come and talk about camp and, uh, all the fun stuff that's going on there. Absolutely. And, and I'd like to thank my, my other guests today from Camp Hometown Heroes, Deb Paschke and Neil Willinson. And again, Jason Arndt from Camp Timberley. Thank you for sharing information about how you're giving kids the gift of a summer camp experience. We appreciate all that you do to provide these opportunities. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today or you're a nonprofit and would like to be a guest on the show, Feel free to email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or call our office at 262-691-3200. There's lots of ways to listen to the show besides tuning in on your radio. You can use your laptop or your iPad, or you can tune in via the iHeartRadio app. And you can even ask Alexa to play WISN AM 1130. And if you miss a show, no worries there. You can just visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows. So join us next Sunday morning to learn more about some great people and great nonprofit organizations that are doing great things in our community. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a wonderful Sunday.